Welcome back to the Malin Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from the Early Bird CBD studio in Austin, Texas, joined by my co-host, Sally Young. Sally, what's up? I was just looking down at my watch. Yeah? My rings are just pathetic this morning. Look how bad Ooh, that is. That's not good. I think I've taken, hold on, only 16, 1,700 steps today. Yesterday, for the first time, I closed out all of my rings. You haven't been closing them out on the well, reg? The standing one always gets me. Stand for, what, like 13 hours a day? Who's doing that? Not everybody Pretty has much, an Apple I think Watch everyone. Guys. No one stands for that long. Isn't no, that you don't goal? have to stand. You just have to stand for one minute once an hour. Oh. Are you sure? Yes. Oh. It's more like, hey, you're at an office. Like, get up and walk around. But last night, it, it chirped at me at about 10 o'clock. It said, if you stand for one minute, you'll close this out. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I, I worked out for an hour and a half yesterday. Yeah. So that one, I I, I, I did. I, I lapped it. You know, I did three three times what I was supposed to on the exercise ring. Uh, well, but the standing one gets someone me. like you and producer Dave. Hey, what's up, Dave? Let uh, the beat ride over there. Dave, shouts. You, what up? It's more about like, I stand a lot for work, which obviously I'm not working right now. So I have to make a concerted effort to do it. But for you or Dave or Will or somebody who's at a computer or if you're in an office, it like reminds you or mine does it like the 50 minute of the hour being like, hey, you haven't stood yet. So I like get up and walk around. Just get know. my little blood. I don't know how I went so long without one of these things. They're the so cool. It's the best. Yeah. I mean, I use mine a lot to just like check text messages real quick. Yeah. Quick. But I hadn't ever really been letting my rings get in all three rings. Uh, when you hop on your new Peloton, you hit the yeah. exercise, your workout, you start it. Yeah. It's going to give you all the feedback. I'm pumped about it's it. It's lit. Yeah. I like it's such an arbitrary measurement of anything, but it makes me feel better when I can. I don't think all it's three. that arbitrary. I think it actually is pretty accurate. Well, no, I know, but I'm saying like the three ring thing. Oh. Getting your stand goal. Like that who cares? Yeah. I mean, you know. But when the thing lights up and you, you feel so proud. You get a little vibration and then that like yeah. firework thing goes like, off. Hell yeah, I'm in peace. Only Apple form. watch users will enjoy this segment. I don't relate to this content. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Well, if once you get one, Dave, you're gonna you're going to never go back. On that note, with health and wealth, I'm also trying to drink a ton of water because my water's been lacking. I can tell that I'm dehydrated. I'm trying to get amped up for Breck. I don't want to be dehydrated, get altitude sickness. So if we have to take a pee break mid pod, okay. we might have to. It's we'll been done before. We will accommodate your tinky breaks if it comes okay. to that. Don't worry. How much water a day do you think y'all drink? I drink so much water. I drink a lot yesterday. I, I pee nonstop because I'm just taking in water. I probably drink too much, actually. Yeah. I'm drinking all the water. I read something that Gabrielle Union, who looks like she's aging in reverse. She's beautiful. Drinks more than a gallon of water a day. So I was like, that's that's my new goal. I think Tom Brady drinks. <laughs> you probably about to say the same thing. I was. He goes crazy hard on water. He goes... Almost like... When you get home, look up Tom Brady water. It's, it's unbelievable. I don't think he... He's over. He's embellishing how much he water has he to drinks. Be. As well, long as it would fill up with water. Can you look it up, Dave, on your computer right now? Yeah. I will say this about the water. I'm not going to medically recommend to anybody that they drink a gallon of water because you should definitely ease yourself into it because you can get water intoxication. So probably the level that he drinks, yeah, which don't is crazy don't high. Don't go for for Brady levels right off the bat. You're right. right, he's probably used to it, and so his body has adapted. What's up, Dave? Uh, this is per Forbes. If you want to be like Tom Brady, get ready to go to the bathroom. 
Uh, he drinks, his thought is drink at least one half of your body weight in ounces of water every day. That's the minimum. Ideally, you'll drink more than that. Sometimes he drinks up to 37 glasses a day. Well, so one half, <laughs> one half of your body weight in ounces is a pretty normal. He's probably about 210 pounds. But that, that's a normal. He's 225 is what. Like recommendation. So I think they say for women, like 64 ounces, eight glasses of water is pretty normal. Like across the board recommendation so that but 37 glasses so what you're saying like eight ounces of water times 37 is 296 and a gallon's like it's probably two gallons i probably do i bet what most people do i just i don't even like keep track i just know i'll drink like three full Big boy Yetis a day. Oh, I'll drink. Mu- I'll drink more than three. And that's not even counting. I'll drink at least two Waterloo, like sparkling waters. Uh-huh. Big sparkling guy. Uh, those have those have made their way into like our everyday or every week grocery rotation. Yeah, yeah. gotta have it. I'll fill that Rambler up after a, a, a full day of just pounding water. I'll fill it up as I'm going to bed, and I'll pound it right before I fall asleep for some reason. Do you not have to get up and go to the bathroom? I do. I do. See, yeah. that's my problem. I think I have to stop drinking water. Early, so that I don't have to keep peeing in the middle of the night. Well, it's, it's it's not bad for you to do that. No, I know. Yeah. I just I hate getting up in the yeah. middle of the night to pee. Yeah, I hear you. Wow, this has been a great health talk. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So Good the episode. podcast is over. Great. I, okay. People like hearing about our our, our uh, health tips and, and tips trends and that we're getting on. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, before we get into it. The hotline number is 888-362-MAIL. That's M-A-I-L, 888-362-6245. You can also write in if you would prefer. There's a link in the Twitter bio, at Mailin Podcast. We have seven questions today, three of which are voicemails. We got some uh, some heavy hitters today, some good questions. The people brought it. and uh, some, some sensitive and heavy material that I am not... Excited is the wrong word, but I'm ready to get into. The first one is just a. a the first one. Is, let's uh, just let's just wild. do the first All right, one. Dave, let's get into it. Hey, boys and Sally, my girlfriend dips. Woof. We are talking like two tins a week of cope natural long cut. She's an attractive 25 year old Alabama blonde, so it doesn't make sense. Oh, kind of does. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the dipping became a lot more apparent when we moved in together two months ago. I barely knew it was even a bad habit of hers until then. But now, I see spitters all over the apartment and I'm noticing a lot more, admittedly. I never said much about it for one and a half years, but now it's way more apparent, thus more gross. I got her a jewel for Christmas and she has not been using it. How should I address? I find it gross, especially when I haven't mentioned much for two years. Uh, okay. First thought, this is disgusting. Yeah. Look, before I give my thoughts on this, this goes for, for girls and for guys. I I just think it's gross. I, I, I'm not going to like drag her because she's a girl and she's dipping. I just think dipping is disgusting. It's, it's really gross. And when people have their spitters out, like out on the table, even if they have a screw top for it, if it's an old water bottle or something, it's, I find it absolutely repulsive. Think about. Even if, okay, just humor me here. What if you just weren't dipping, but you were just spitting into a bottle, just your normal saliva? Like, yeah. how disgusting is that already? Very, very But then much it's so. just like somebody's tobacco mix saliva just sitting there like all brown and gross. Like, ugh. Nobody wants that. Ew. To me, 
To me, this is more unattractive than if she was just a uh, an everyday smoker. I also uh, caught Will red-handed last yeah, night. Yeah, he, he told us. Did he tell you on the podcast what he, happened? He told us that you were stepping out for something real quick and threw I was on his, taking Rosie out. Threw on his jacket, and he had his 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 tin in there. Yeah. So, well, it was snooze. Yeah. And this was last night. I we always kind of fight over who has to take Rosie out at the end of the night because we're all like both like kind of settled in. And I was like, no, you're taking her out. And he was like, no, you have to take her out. And so I was like, fine, I'm going to do it. Because I was being nice. And I went and got, you know, my shoes on. And then I just grabbed his Patagonia jacket because it was right there. And he all of a sudden goes, you know what? I'll help you. And yeah. I was like, huh. You try to cover it up real And I fast. put my hand in his pockets because I was putting my keys in the pocket. And I felt this like 10. And I was like, what is this? And I pulled it out. And I was like, he's going to try to cover it up. Will will snot, and you know what? Will Will's a, has his own free will. He can do what he wants, but he knows my feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Smoking, dipping, snoozing, which I guess is better or not. I don't know. It's just in a little pouch. I don't actually, know. we have a I tin of long cut. Well, on the table. That okay. This is actually um, a potential new sponsor alert. Okay. Um, this is it's tobaccoless. Okay. okay. Yes, it's called Black Buffalo. More on that. Later, okay. In episodes to come. Anyway, Will knows my take on it, and not that I'm gonna like punish him. He just knows that I'm grossed out by it. So like, if he wants to kiss me and he's dipped or smoked, etc., that I am not gonna be having it. So I think this guy needs to say something. I like how he got her a jewel for Christmas to like get her <laughs> to off keep, the, to get her off the stuff. I, there, I can say a lot more things about that too, like. Maybe don't replace one vice with another. Maybe just try to get her to quit. But man, this, I, this is an absolute deal breaker it, for it, me. Total I, I deal breaker. I couldn't handle that. And also for him, even if it, like he was semi okay with it, I think I'd more be like, you have to stop because the outside world is looking at you like you're disgusting. It's really on a, a girl dipping. It's like a spectacle. It's like, did you see that girl at that party that she was dipping? It's like, what is she doing? Right. It's just really unattractive. And maybe that's not fair because guys do it too. I get that. But it's just not appealing. It's not attractive. It's a bad look. Right. It's disgusting. Play up the uh, health angle. Yeah. I mean, mouth cancer is f- fucking awful. And like, I, I've got friends who have had like, had to stop because they started getting sores. Yeah. Or like permanent, you know? Oh, yeah. It's there like, are so many pictures on Google you can oh, show it's her. The worst. If you want, oh, it's if you want to go stuff, for the scare man. angle. But I mean, yeah, the health angle is a great one. But also, if she is vain enough to like take care of herself and be beautiful and like dye her hair, I don't know if she dyes her hair, but you know, girls can be pretty vain. So if you go at it from the health angle, like, hey, this isn't going to be cool when you don't have a jaw anymore because you're dipping. Yeah. Maybe she'll respond to that. I would say find whatever she, you know, method she's going to respond to. I think something like this and even smoking, I think ultimatums are fair game. I agree. Like, look, I, I love you. I want to be with you. But if you're not going to stop smoking or dipping, I, I'm just going to move on because I'm that just repulsed by it. And you could argue not for dipping, but for smoking, it would be affecting your health as well because of secondhand smoke. Sure. I just I think I've talked about this on the show before. Did y'all have girls in high school that like dipped and thought they were really cool? Never. Like there uh-uh. were a couple girls at my high school that like were like thought that they were like getting in with the cool crowd, like not even a cool crowd, but the crowd they wanted to get in with because they dipped and it was just 
Ugh. I just, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. And then they take it out, and they still have the little remains like left behind. Ugh. It's just gross. Ew. The stuff has fiberglass in it. You got to stop her. Yeah. You got to stop her. Yeah, I mean, this is bad. <laughs> yeah, you got you have to, you have to. Go from it Let from her the know health exactly angle. how you feel about it. Tell her it's just, you think it's disgusting. But yeah, I don't think that this is wrong for him to give her an ultimatum. I think I you're right. Either. Agree. All Speaking right. of health, how about how's your hair doing? Looks healthy to me. It's not bad. It's not. Um, actually, did you have you been coloring your grays? No. Are you sure? It doesn't look as touch of gray. I promise. I got a okay. cut recently, but the sides is where you can really see it. The wings. Okay. But it's looking thick up top. Well, thank you. That's important because you know 66% of men, they start to lose their hair by age 35. I knew that, man. It's unfortunate. Once you've noticed thinning hair, it can be too late. If it's creeping back, it's time to do something. Check out 4 It's your one-stop shop for hair loss, skin care. Nip in the bud before it's, it gets to be an actual problem. Sexual wellness for men, Dylan. Oh, yeah. Big time. It's time to write a new chapter, one in which you have hair. Sheesh. <laughs> Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. They don't do snake oil pills, gas station counter supplements. You don't need any of that. This is real stuff. This is prescriptions backed by science. No more awkward in-person doctor visits. No long pharmacy lines. I hate going to the pharmacy. It's just the worst. I feel like everybody's got the flu and I'm a germaphobe and it's just, I don't like doing that. Yep. That's why I love 4 hymns. Right now, you can check out 4 slash mail in. And dive into 2020 hair first. Our listeners can get started with their first month free. Again, go to 4hims.com slash mail-in. Check it out. And remember, prescription requires an online consultation, which it's not a bad thing, with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. That's how it works. That's why you don't have to go into there. Just do it all. It's the it's 2020, man. Offer valid. Only a prescribed three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. Of course, forhims.com slash mailin. Tight. Love it. All right, let's do a voicemail. Hey, guys, this is Catherine calling from Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, just a little bet between my husband and I. Which cookie is better? A cookie that is hot right out of the oven or a cookie that has been sitting out and is now only room temperature? Thanks. Bye. Man, this wow. is just silly. Hitting us with the hard questions here. I think most people are going to say warm right out of the oven. I need about 15 minutes to cool. I think a room temp cookie has its place, though. Agreed. It depends on the cookie. Like, can the cookie stand on its own? Like, it's going to really separate, like, the big boys from the posers. And if a your well cookie's made, good, room well-made temp. well-made cookie will, will maintain its... Uh, softness. Soft, yeah. Softness, it, it, you know, it's got some flex to it, you know. Um, and I, I love a good room temp cookie. Yeah, it just depends on the mood for me, I think. Sure. I'm not I'm not going to fight you if you want if you want a warm one or if you want it to be a little bit cooler. So, here's my thought. The people from Austin and Houston will understand what I'm talking about here, but y'all have had tiny boxwood cookies, correct? No. You haven't I had have one? Not. I uh-uh. have not. Neither of you have had one? Oh my, no. we're leaving here and then going to Tiny's to get a cookie. So, Tiny Boxwood is a place that started in Houston. They have one in Austin. They make phenomenal chocolate chip cookies. They are so good for sure. The secret ingredient is just a ton of butter. Absolutely. Okay. And they're, they will serve them to you hot, but you can also just buy them to go um, at, or ask for at room temperature. That cookie definitely stands up on its own. Like warm is so, so good. It's like gooey, delightful. But then even if it's room temperature next day, still really good because it's just got so much 
probably butter, that it stays kind of gooey. I used to be a certified non-gooey cookie girl. Like I wanted crunchy cookies. I have since changed my opinion on that probably in the past five years. But like a cookie like that, like a good bakery cookie, I feel like you can go warm or cold. Like a random, um, what is it? Is it like Nestle Toll House where you like break the, Mm. usually those have to be warm because they get pretty crispy afterwards, I feel like. But like a cookie's a cookie. Yeah. I made cookies from scratch for the first time in my life uh, right before Christmas. Really? The homie and I did it together for Santa Claus, you know? I wanted it to be like a little thing that we, a little tradition we start. Uh, They were bomb. I made peanut butter because you know Santa Claus likes those peanut butter cookies. And they were so freaking good. And I liked them better um, room temp. I Well, and I also think it depends on the type of cookie. A chocolate yeah. chip cookie... Or something with chocolate in it is going to be a lot better warm from the oven when you can like pair it with an ice cream or even by itself versus like a sugar cookie, which I feel like is probably better room temp, you know, because you're probably putting frosting on it, things like that. I think I might actually be team room temperature cookie. I don't hate that at all. Yeah. Yeah. But a cookie's a cookie. I'm not, I probably won't say no to it. Like warm or cold. Sally loves cookies. You ever reheat the cookie? Yes. But you've got to be really careful about that if you're oh, yeah. doing it in a microwave because there's Very like a two-second window where you go from like warm to way crispy. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you got to... There's a breaking point for that cookie. Be careful. You want to do an email, Dylan? Let's do it. Dylan, I understand if you can't give an answer to this, but I'm curious. With Washed Media being one entity, Bullen Media being another and MWBK also being its own thing, all seemingly bringing something different to the table in terms of topics, but still with podcasting being a heavy emphasis, was it ever discussed that all of you would create one large entity with one following as opposed to three separate entities with likely similar followings? Lots of people like love hearing about like the behind-the-scenes stuff with how we all got started and and you know departed from our last company and all that. Um, this one's... Not as as uh, interesting as you might think. We just we all like started at different times. I mean, when the we, timelines are way different. The timelines are just different. Yeah, when we obviously Dave and I got let go, um, we started something up um, in January when Micah and Ross were still employed by Grandex. So it wasn't even really an option. We 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 had a podcast going, uh, and and two kind of supplemental podcasts and Sunday Scaries in this one. Uh, so we we had a, a already had like a, a a decent foundation to get started out on our own. We didn't really even I didn't even think about including anybody else really. I mean I had a thought, and I think if had it been like a you know they had taken a, a a hatchet to the media department and gotten rid of everybody, then I think it's somewhat likely that it would have happened that way. Yeah, I really I mean yeah, I think because there would have been right. like a bunker mentality with all of us. Sure. But just with the fact that it was... It didn't happen It didn't way. happen at all like that. And luckily, everybody was able to stand on their own. Yeah. And plus... And it when, didn't, it didn't, it's not like we needed to carry somebody or somebody needed us to carry them. So, like, you know, it's just it's just worked out. When you, And when you're organizing a company from scratch and you're thinking of, like, how you're going to slice up the pie and what, what roles that we're all going to have, all that becomes more complicated, too, because the three of us are on one established podcast... Ross has his, his own established podcast that, that also does really well. So how do you even divide that up? It's just it's just a weird it didn't make it just didn't make sense at the time. 
Plus, Dylan, you really hate Mind of Micah. No, no, that's not true. I've been on Mind of Micah. Um, that's a good part. I actually I listened to the, the the one recently where he talks, coincidentally, about a lot of Grand X stuff and uh, how his little operation came to be with Brad Key. It was pretty interesting. It's true. Yeah, so the timelines just, just didn't make sense. That's all. Yeah. Ross was the last one to stay on at Grand X. Yeah, I think and everybody... Left, that, left in March... No. Yeah, and like... No, it was after that. I don't remember when it was. Anyway, he's been doing his own thing for half a year probably now. Yeah. You know, after we were already full steam ahead. So it just, yeah, timelines didn't make sense, and we didn't think we needed to. No. But good news is we're all doing our own things and decently successful, so things are going well for everybody. Yeah, there's it's one year for everyone, I think. Yeah. And it's probably a little bit easier to manage and smaller it is groups. taking on that many shows especially like ross's which is you know just as big as circling back if not bigger as far as audience goes like that's a lot you know what i mean mm-hmm. and like that might have been taken on too much it's funny we were watching the i was watching the texans playoff game and ross came by um <laughs> at halftime so defeated which i get <laughs> Anyway, like somebody who just met us, they asked, oh, so you guys both do podcasts, blah, blah, blah. Like, do y'all compete for the same audience? Is it a competition? Or like, you know, you fight. You know? And I'm like, I really don't think there's, I think the people who would like listen, be like, listen to one or the other, it's never because um, they're they listening are like, to his they, over yours. Exactly. That's, right. thank you. That's, it's yeah. never like that. It's not like we well, do have I'm a Ross guy, not a circling back yeah, guy. Yeah, we do have some crossover. Oh, listeners. for sure. Yeah, people tell us about it. Like, yeah, I listen to RBP as well as circling back, and that's really cool. But for the most part, I think the audiences are just different. What I learned about Ross's audience, and I kind of knew this, but I really saw it, is when we went to ACL this year, music festival, and, you know, I, I'm not that recognizable, but I get recognized out in Austin quite a bit. Like, multiple times, Ross and I are walking around like, College age dudes walking up yeah. to him, even like some like younger, like what's up, you Ross Bowen, and yeah. like nobody knew the fuck I was, <laughs> and I was like kind of like, eh, I get it, yeah. He's just it's just different audiences, but there's plenty of overlap there. Yeah. So. And then David and I, we went we went on his pod recently, a month or two ago, yeah. Um, and we've had we've had Ross on ours too. So I mean, obviously we still we're still friends, still keep in touch, and um. You know, we pull for each other and all that. So there's no like animosity there. It's Micah not like, as well. We love Micah. Micah loves us. Yeah, with like the way it's set up with advertising and agencies and now with like subscription based stuff, there's never like there's not a fear of taking money out of uh or food out of your friend's mouth. No. You know no. what I mean? It's not like that. There's more than enough to go around right now. Yeah, for sure. A lot of a lot of podcasts out there competing for ears, so it's uh Yeah. It's nothing, nothing hella like pods at all. Yeah, not, the competition really doesn't make hold you know hold much water because, well, like Dave said, good question, very good question. Let's do a voicemail. Sup, Dylan, Dave, and guest. So I have a sticky situation here with my dating life. I've been casually seeing this girl, uh, let's call her Catherine, um, for the past few months now. Um, very casually, nothing super serious. Um, but last time we went out, she met my parents, and I'm actually still really starting to like her. Meanwhile, this girl that I've been friend-zoned with uh, for about two years now, last night when we went on a date, um, we, uh, or when we casually hung out, she kissed me. 
And, guys, I don't know what to do. I've been chasing this girl in the friend zone for almost two years, but then this really nice other girl comes along and and is is also an interest to me as well. So I'm not sure what to do. I, I Do I have the conversation? I, I don't know, guys. Point me in the right direction. This uh, just Peter from The Bachelor. Am I right? <laughs> Topical? Okay, so to recap... He has been seeing a girl that just met his parents. Yeah, he's been seeing right? a girl for a few months. For it's few going months. well. He really likes her. Just met his parents. Right. Then there was a girl in the past that, that he's had been crushing on. That he's been crushing on, but she friend zoned him. Mm-hmm. And now is trying to squeeze back in yes. and maybe kissed him last time they hung out. Here's what I think is going on. I think you and I are going to think the same thing. But um, the girl that you've been crushing on that friend zoned you. Uh, she just wants to keep you kind of in her grasp. On the hook. On the hook. Yep. Um, and it's kind of like a, um, or also might be a little of the want what you can't have situation. She's like, oh, so now that he, this, he's unavailable, now I kind of want him a little bit. Right. Um, I wouldn't put too much stock into that kiss or any feelings you think she might have recently discovered for you. I think it's pretty hollow. And she's keeping you on the hook for for very selfish reasons. Right. And you should block it out. You should tell her, I'm, look, I'm focusing on this girl that I've been dating for a few months. Things are going well. And you need to respect that. Um, I don't like what she's doing. She had all this time. She's fucking with his head. She had all this yeah. time. Why, why now? I totally agree with you. I, For me, people who do this, like string people along, keep them on the hook, friends on them, et cetera, I can't. I don't think I've ever done this to anybody, so I can't speak to their psyche, but I kind of feel like, I don't know if it's intentional or not. Like, I don't think anybody is ever trying to be malicious. I mean, maybe they are, but she probably is like, it's exactly what you said. I want what I can't have. She sees you having fun with this new girl and is like, oh, I should call him. Because you, people become instantly more attractive when they are taken. Like, I think that's, you know, when people are just having a moment and like everyone thinks they're hot. And it's like, it starts like snowballing because one person thinks they're hot and then like everyone else around them thinks they're hot. So I feel like that's what's going on here. I'm uh-huh. not saying that this guy is not to be wanted. Like, You're saying it, ma- it makes someone more desirable when they see other people are into them? Yes. Okay. And and the wanting what you can't have. But I completely sure. agree with you. I think like great that she kissed you. That probably was really validating. But at the same time, don't put stock stick into with the girl that you've been dating. I mean, you said when people do this, it's probably not malicious and maybe you're right, but they need to be more aware of what they're doing right. because I think it's for selfish reasons. Like you're, you know, probably deep down that this person is not someone's going to be a long-term, right. you know, partner for you. So what you're doing is extremely selfish and I think pretty fucked up. And you know what? Actually, I said that I don't think I've ever done this to somebody before. I'm now realizing I've probably done it to somebody and not in the way where I'm like, okay, I better call him this week so that like he still feels like he's, you know, trying to keep him on the hook. But there are people in your life where like maybe you're single and you're just like, eh, like I'm not feeling super attractive and he likes me. So I'm just going to call him because whatever. Yeah. You know, there have definitely been people like that in my life. I'm sure you could say the same thing where you're like, eh, like, do I like you? Yeah, you're fun to hang out with, but do I want to date you? No. I'm just saying, when I th- started thinking about it, everyone has a person like that, that you're not intentionally meaning to do it. You're just like, I like that person. They're fun. Am I attracted enough to them 
to date them or are they dating material? Probably not, but will I call them when I'm bored or lonely or yeah. want to hang out with somebody? You know, so just. Yeah. Sheesh. Sheesh. He's a hot item now though. That's good. But I, I agree with you. Stick with the stick, stick with the with girl. Girlfriend. Things are going well. Don't don't get distracted by this thing that probably doesn't mean very much. Grass oh. is always greener. I want. I'm sorry. <laughs> people always say that. Hey, you know what people also say? The the rowback mm-hmm. pullover that you're wearing right now, the QZ is it's fire. Sick. Even though this is spring colors, I'm doing it anyway. Wow. I don't care. You don't see that. I don't usually. care. Yeah. You can use promo code Randy twenty for twenty percent off if you're a first time purchaser. That's huge. Yes, um, I wear their work, their performance tees, their workout tees. I call them to the gym. They help me perform. I wear all all the ones I have until they're all dirty. Then I switch to a non rollback shirt, and my workouts are just not the same. Yeah, they're great. They are great. Breathable, moisture wicking. Um, there's nothing worse than a bad workout tee. Mm. It's restrictive. Not nope. these. These are great. Their hats are great. The hats like the great. Doesn't show all your sweat. I'm a sweat boy. Yeah. Sweat through a lot of hats. Not the rowback ones, though. They're awesome. Check them out. R-H-O-B-A-C-K. Use promo code Randy20. Let's do the next email, Dave. Okay. I'm going to try to get this out with the, without losing it. What's Gucci? <laughs> I might have gotten a girl pregnant that I have absolutely no feelings for. She says I don't have to be involved in the kid's life, but I feel like that's not that's not what's best for the kid. My friend says, my friends say to just block her and forget about it, but I don't think I could do that. You can't. For context, I'm 22 and I'm not in school. I live with my mom right now. Please give me some advice. My for, favorite thing about this is that he just started off like, what's Gucci? And then it got real super like cash. Sad. I thought like this dude had like yeah. chicks who wanted to date him or something. Uh, no. Your friends who say block her, like, what the fuck? Yeah, the That's state, the worst advice I've yeah, ever heard. The state does not look kindly upon blocking. Do not, uh, do not block someone who might be carrying your <laughs> child. Um, that's a terrible, terrible thing to do. So don't do that. Yeah. I was shocked by that, but then I saw that he's 22 and his friends are probably 22 and 22 year old, 22 year old dudes are dumbasses. Yeah. Uh, no offense. You're in an unfortunate situation, sir. Um, but look, if you did get this girl pregnant and even though you don't have any feelings for her, um, and even if she says you don't have to be involved in the kid's life, sounds like she's keeping it by the way. Um, even if she says you don't have to be involved in the kid's life, you still need to be involved in the kid's life. I mean, I just don't see any other way, any other way around it. If you want to be a decent human being, the least you can do is make the effort to, you know, help pay for things and, and be there for the kid. Look, this sucks. I get it. 22, I don't know. I would be freaking out if I was you. Sorry, but I would. 22, no feelings for her. That's oh. that's difficult. Um, here's how I feel about it. First of all, he said I might. So there, I guess is there a chance that he might not be the father? Yeah. She, I, I read that as either he might not be the father or, or she, she might, might not be pregnant. She might not be pregnant. This could yeah. be like a high school pregnancy scare. If she is pregnant and you're not sure if she's sleeping with, you know, she could be sleeping with more than just you. Go on, Maury. Then you got to You got to get a, get it tested. You got to get the right. I, I think the. Right thing to do here is exactly what you said. You cannot block her, even if you don't no. have feelings for it. Maybe that will actually make parenting this child probably easier because you won't have the mix up of like, should we be together because we have this kid together? Like you're in it for just the kid, but it's also your kid. Like think about how you would feel if 
your dad, like you never knew your dad and you found out it's because your mom was like, yeah, you didn't have to be around. So he didn't stick around like that yeah. is not a great situation. And if you, you know, want to be as involved as you want. And I think being somewhat involved is better than not being involved. There's also a lot of things at play here. Like you're young, you like, I don't know what your financial situation is, but you should try to support her like in the best way that you can. So if she's not pregnant, great. Like avoided a scare. If she is pregnant and the baby isn't yours again, great. Avoided a scare. But if the baby is yours, like I think the right thing to do and the, I I just think that's like the most important thing. I was about to sneeze and I was going to turn my mic down. Oh, that's why I did that. My bad. I thought you were realizing one of our mics was turned down. No, 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 no. I was like panicking because I was, I'm a loud sneezer. It's going to come across the table at you. No, no, no. We're Gucci. Okay. Just like this guy. (laughs) (laughs) What's Gucci? I'm in a terrible situation. I don't look at it as terrible. It's tough and it's unexpected, but like, let's say, let's say it does play out like that. And you are the father of this kid. You know what? Embrace it. It's tough right now. It's tough. It's tough. Like the shock of this happening and knowing that you don't you don't have feelings for this girl and you're 22 and probably doesn't have a job and lives with his mom. That part's tough. It doesn't mean it's always going to be tough. You can end up developing a great friendship or relationship with this child's mother. And of course, you have the relationship with your child that's going to grow over time. And it could be an awesome situation later on. Right now, yeah. it sucks. I get it. Yeah. It, and I mean, it could like, make a great. It could turn into something awesome. Yeah. I mean. Dylan, uh, he's got a kid. He's cleaning up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Stop. Right. But the absolute wrong thing to do is to ghost her slash block her per your friends. You can't do that. That's yeah. not even on the table. It'd be a real shit thing to do. Absolutely do not do that. Yeah. Um, support her any way that you can. After you find out, of course, that the child, well, that she is pregnant and the child is yours, do everything you can. Uh, you probably want to get a job too. Probably yeah. a wise thing to do. At least you're living with mom. Yeah. That may, look, I live with my give, parents in my 20s. Gives that's you a fine. chance to save money. Save money. Yeah. You are you don't have a mortgage. I mean, that's you're yeah. fine. Yeah. You'll be all right. And then let this be a lesson to everyone else and possibly yourself, if this is not your child or if he is, to use protection. Use protection. We're talking condoms. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, many people's sex education did not teach them that when they were in middle school. And preached abstinence and said, so just... And when the homie is, is of age... Be careful, you guys. I never got the talk, by the way. Did y'all get the, the sex I got the talk? talk twice. I never got it. Because I'm in the middle of five kids, so I got it first with my two older sisters, and then had to sit through it again with my younger sister and little brother. The homie is going to get the talk probably many times over from his old man. Yeah. Oof, don't drink and drive, and don't get anybody pregnant. Like one and one and two. Yeah. One and two rules. Hey, he's already had the talk. I gave it to him. <laughs> David, he's four. Dave yeah, took it upon himself on his fourth birthday to sit him down and talk to him about condoms. Dude, he's flirty, though. <laughs> I've seen him out there. He's out there trying to get people pregnant already. It's it's dangerous. Do you listen to our, our Bachelor recaps? Yes, I do. We had a lot of fun. Uh, you watched the episode last night? Well, I watched it this morning. This morning with Will? Yes. Um. We had a lot of fun with uh, the guy from Queer Eye. How he says that, that someone's outfit was flirty, so that was a really fun, funny way to describe an outfit. Love it. So we we kind of went with that on today's circling back. I'm gonna start calling people's outfits Patreon. flirty. That's well, I haven't listened to it yet. Obviously, it's I know, not I know. like it's released. That's why I'm telling you about it. Okay, cool. Uh, we have two more. Dave, let's do the next email. 
Hi guys, I'm a single dad to the most beautiful five-year-old girl in the world named Rose. Rose's grandparents, the parents of my late wife who passed about three years ago, have played a monumental role in helping me raise her because I do not have family near where we live. I have now been dating my girlfriend for about six months and she obviously met Rose by this point. She obviously has met Rose by this point, pardon me. I have not discussed this with Rose's grandparents, but she must have mentioned something to them about it. Rose's grandmother is pissed that I hid this from them. I wasn't really. And she is demanding to meet the girlfriend so she can approve. How should I rectify the situation without putting my girlfriend in a weird position, but also not losing the support of Rose's grandparents? First of all, sorry. That's really sad and unfortunate. Um, secondly, no one is in the wrong here. I think the grandparents, it's just natural for the grandparents to be a little upset about this. Look, they lost their daughter and the only, you know, they have a, a grand granddaughter by their, their daughter who passed away. So they, they want, that's a very important person in their life. And, and if you're going to be hanging out with someone who's going to be potentially a part of this child's life moving forward, they're going to want to meet this girl. But it is a courtesy to introduce to introduce her to the grandparents. It's a it's not something he has to do. It's an it's the right thing to do. It's a nice thing to do. But he has the right to live his life how he sees fit. I think. Um, and at some point, yeah, you can introduce them. But it's not like it has to happen by X date or by the t by. If you want to introduce your daughter to the girl you're dating, then you can. But. The grandparents also have a right to kind of be peeved a little bit. That's how I see it. Um, so you just got to play nice and like apologize and like, look, I'm just doing what I think is, is best and I'm trying to live my life over here and sorry I didn't introduce introduce you guys to her. Um, but here, let's, let's go have dinner sometime and, and we'll do it the right way. Yeah. I don't know. I, I agree with you. I, also, sorry for your loss. I think this is a really delicate situation and I think he so far has handled it pretty well. I mean... From his standpoint, obviously, it's different from, like, because his wife passed away, it's probably harder on her parents seeing that he's dating somebody, you know, especially given, like, probably their feelings towards his daughter. And I think that you maybe sit down and explain, like, you know, Rose's mom is always going to be a part of our lives. Like, but I think that they probably are pretty reasonable, hopefully, and understand that you are going to at some point start dating new people. Um, and so hopefully they'll be very accepting and loving towards her. I think if anything, if you feel awkward or anything, I would give the grandparents a heads up and just say, sorry that I didn't introduce you to her sooner. I wanted to make sure it was serious before I brought her into the fold. And then maybe obviously I'm sure you, the girlfriend knows about your situation. So explaining all this to her and I'm sure she'll handle it in a delicate manner as well. Um, it's a crappy position to be yeah. in. I'm trying to put myself in the same position. Obviously I have a, a child. Um, I am single, but, um, and of course Parks's mother is still alive. We have a rule with each other. Right. Um, I, you know, before anyone were dating meets Parks, they meet her. Right. First. Um, it's just it's just a respect thing we have. But it's also like I we've had the conversation before. Like it's also a courtesy. Like we, right. I don't have to do this. I'm doing it because I respect you. Right. And I want you to like be like, okay, this is the person that's going to be hanging around your son. 
and you should you probably deserve you know to meet this person before it gets too serious right but it's not something you have to do it's but a respect it, and thing. to me it's i don't feel like this guy didn't do it on purpose i think he probably knew the situation would be delicate so yeah. i'm sure that he appreciates and respects his uh, in-laws and I would just ex- he should just explain it to them like this is how I feel if this doesn't work out in the future how would you like me to handle these things yeah. but be apologetic and respectful and be like all right let's 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 fix this and let's go talk it out over dinner you can meet her and all and all right. that stuff absolutely and it should be fine you didn't do anything like so egregiously bad that they're going to be pissed at you forever right it's, you know it's nothing that serious and it's probably hard for them too to like see their granddaughter like or their son-in-law be dating someone new after the loss of their daughter. So it's a hard situation for everyone, but it seems like he's already got a good handle on it. So, and it's been three years since she's passed. So they know that it's time for him to move on and start dating other people right now. So it's not like that part, you know, they can't hold that against you. Right. They just want to be involved. That's all. Absolutely. One more folks. And it is a voicemail. All right, guys following up because I was not tactful enough last time. That's my bad. Long story short, had a hidden Jake, hooked up with him, went well. We scheduled a second date tentatively. Then I found out that he unmatched me, but I still have his cell phone number, and he still planned the second date. So my question is, do I wait for him to reach out? If he does, do I bring up the unmatching thing? And what do I, what do, I do from there? All right, thanks. Love you guys. Bye. Is it possible he just deleted the app and like closed it and like logged off? That was my question. Like, is it possible that he doesn't realize that he unmatched her? I don't know if 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 you do that, it just you unmatch from everyone you've matched with. I'm not sure, so that's a possibility. But um, yeah, let's say he did unmatch you. I mean, what matters is you went on a date with him and went well, and you're going on a second date, right? So I wouldn't. Who cares? Is the second date a for sure thing? Sounds like he's planning it, right? So I would just like continue about your normal schedule. Reach out to him if. Y'all are like, wait, you know, in limbo about the second date, asked about the second date. Great. And I wouldn't bring it up until you're way more into dating that you realize that he had matched you <laughs> because there he could have deleted the app or something like you don't want to put him yeah. on the spot. But at the same time, if for some reason the second date falls through and you contact him and he kind of ghosts you, then I would probably just. Let him go, because clearly he's not into it. I think you can ask about it on the second date, assuming the second date actually happens. Like, hey, why did you unmatch me, by the way? I was looking at my account, and I noticed you weren't there anymore. Something like that. But then that shows that you were, like, checking up on it, which is kind of a weird thing, right. too. I, I think... Know. Do you get a notification if somebody unmatches you? I don't know. I don't know. know. I don't know how it Probably works. not. Probably yeah. Not. Hmm. I, I don't know. But that would I be think, a bad notification. I see, I don't think you bring it up. And I'm usually, like team be forthright and just say what you feel but i also feel like if y'all are already like going along vibing etc then just hang out go on dates and then if you get to a point where you're like in a secure relationship then maybe bring it up and be like haha that one time i realized you unmatched me but maybe he's yeah maybe he deleted it or yeah maybe he's like oh, i found i found someone i want to go on dates with i'm just gonna shut it down and unmatch everyone log off i don't know it could there could be a number of explanations, and since things seem to be going okay, I wouldn't put any any uh, talk into it. Yeah, don't just don't think about it too much because probably not a big deal. Correct. The whole app etiquette thing is such a new problem that people have, you know. Yeah, 
I don't, I mean, yeah. It's weird. I feel like I got out of the app game right when the app etiquette was probably being formed. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that I don't. Yeah, I, I missed it for a long time because, you know, I, I got married in 2011. I was with her for a long time before that. So I missed the whole app thing. But then, you know, full circle, I, I became single. Became an app boy? And, and I dabbled a little bit, you know. Uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not a Shame to admit that I dabbled with it. There's a high chance that I still have a Hinge and Bumble profile out there that are like I never deleted because I didn't know how. Hmm. Yeah, I had people like reach out to me like six months after I I mean, deleted, logged off everything. Like, hey, you're still on here. No, I'm not. Well, somebody reached out to my brother that I was on Bumble in Houston because that was like when I used it more than five years ago. And I was like, I don't even know what my password would be. In order to delete this account, like yeah. maybe Bumble and other apps like Hinge and Tinder should like take the hint and realize like we have all these users and like can't they see when people last logged on? If it was five probably, years ago, shouldn't they be deleting? They're them? probably using it to beef up their numbers. Yeah, looks better if you've got more users. I, I truly don't even know like how I would log on and probably try to right delete. There. So if you see me on an app. I am not checking it. You're not trying to step out on Will? Sorry, no. Good. No. All right, good. Except for on Ashley Madison or whatever that spouse cheating one is. Remember when they all got exposed? Yeah. That was, that was wild. wild. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Someone just published all their names. It's <laughs> fucking... That's fucked. Damn. That's fucked. They were not playing around. No. Uh, do you have a bonus question, Sally? Yeah, I have a bonus question. What's up? We were talking about this the other day because I went out to dinner with my siblings or most of my siblings. Lily was not there, but her husband Drew was, and we were all ordering cocktails. And I am curious as to what your cocktail choice is and why. Ooh, um, I go through phases. I've never had like a one staple I always go back to. Uh, lately, it if I'm out at a really nice like steakhouse restaurant or something, I'll go uh, vodka martini. Uh-huh. But in pretty much all other scenarios, I will go with, it is, it's a little it's bit flirty. very flirty. It's flirty. Um, I will go something with mezcal. Usually oh, a you love mezcal. This dude won't shut up about it. A mezcal margarita is what I got at ATX Cochina. The Cochina. If you're, uh, That's what Brett called it. Brett. <laughs> um, I got two of them there, and I, I can't get enough Mescal. It is so good. So, the yeah. So, we were at uh, that new restaurant, the Peacock, that's at the Austin Proper Hotel. Very cool, by the way. Where is that hotel, by the way? Uh, Where is it? Yeah. It's like over by the library. Oh, okay. It's, I think it's half hotel, half residences, and the bar is a hop in, but the service left a lot to be desired. I will say that. Growing um, pains. I got a gin and tonic. That was really good, and it was like on their cocktail menu because I was feeling flirty, you know, feeling like getting a a cocktail off. Oh, yeah. But I gin and tonic is not a go-to for me. I actually kind of hate the taste of tonic water. So my sister was like, what are you doing? Like, why'd you get a tonic? And I was like, "Uh, it just sounded good. But I feel like I rarely stray. Like a lot of times I'll just get a skinny margarita. It's hard to mess that up, like tequila cuatro lime. If if I'm doing, but uh, I I do like a vodka martini. Oh yeah. Blue if I'm doing salts. like a if I'm starting early, like 
I mean, if we go to, when we go to our, our meetup and we start drinking at four, I'm not going to go mezcal, right? I'm not going to go martini either. So I'll do probably like a uh, tequila soda, something like that. Tequila soda is a good. It's a good easy just like drink. casual day drinking, sip sipping cocktail. That's become my go-to. I'm in a place that is like higher end, nice bar, very nice, kind of flirty, kind of flirty. I'm feeling dangerous. <laughs> Big fan of the old fashioned. I like trying different places old fashioned. Uh-huh. If, they, if it's a place that looks like the bartenders know what they're doing, I'd love to try their take on a on an old fashioned. So that's that's kind. Of, it's either one or the other. Now, those two drinks can lead me down entirely different roads. Right. So a lot of it depends on what's what's next after we're. I'm, you know what I mean? Like, am I out for a while? Because if so, I'm, I'm probably not going to start hammering old fashions. But if it's like end of the night, yeah, polish it off with a old fashioned. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you've done a little bit. Of, you got into mar- the martini game too, a little bit. A little bit. I I cannot handle them, like y'all can. Like I'm I'm one and done. Will I, I don't does do gin though. I just do vodka. Really dirty. He basically does uh, a vodka olive juice on I like, ice. I like mine dirty. That our friend from well, he is from America but lives in England called a brackish because. We call it a Thompson because my friend Thompson drinks those and we like will learned it from Thompson and then we always just call it a Thompson. But Paul calls it a brackish because do you know what a brackish is? No. I could be saying the wrong word, by the way, so sorry if I am. A brackish is where uh, a freshwater river meets the ocean. So oh. it's like the mixing of fresh water and salt water. I like that. So he was saying it's like the vodka and the Did he come juice. up with that name? Uh-huh. You uh, you nailed that definition. Thank you. Brackish. Is that what is that the word? It's yes. brackish. Yeah. Yes. So we've kind of been I'm we've been that. calling them brackishes. But I I can't go up to the bar and order a brackish. They don't know what I'm talking about. Right no, now. you just say like I'll have a vodka on the rocks with olive juice. Oh, so it's not so it has ice. Uh, he does it on oh, okay. the ice. Okay. You can. I mean, otherwise, just a dirty martini, which right, my right, sister right. called a filthy martini because she wants hers. Like equal parts vodka and olive juice. I don't hate that. A filthy. Mm-hmm. They're so good. Mm-hmm. They are good. Yeah, Man. I want to go have a cocktail. You're telling me. Uh, guys, we're finished. Did you have fun? Dave? I had a lot of fun. Sal? I had a great time. Good. I did too. Again, the hotline number is 888-362-6245. Or write in at the link in the Twitter bio, at Podcast. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.